Hello and top of the morning to you on this fine St. Paddy's weekend. You are listening to the Royal Ramble and I'm your host Blaine the Brain. Spring is in the air my friends. Last week we sprung forward into daylight savings and in two weeks we spring right into Wrestlemania. But that's not the only thing happening that week. Plenty of other promotions have taken full advantage of wrestling fans flocking like seagulls to La La Land over the first weekend of April and have been promoting their own huge cards, so wrestling fans should probably brace themselves for a Monday wrestling hangover. I will be talking at great length about those shows coming up in next week's episode and may also have a few special guests, so stay tuned. The action might have already started and continued with yesterday's UFC 286 event. That might be the freshest thing in most people's minds, so I'm just going to start there with a good old-fashioned review. They opened things up with three rounds of middleweight action between top contenders Marvin Vittori and Roman Dolidze. Dolidze exploded with some nice flurries of strikes throughout certain parts of the fight, particularly in the first and last rounds, but Vittori landed some vicious leg kicks that did a lot more damage and might have clinched his unanimous decision victory. The women's flyweights were up next as Jennifer Maya took on Casey O'Neill. It was pretty even, but I think Maya might have landed more significant strikes, and so she picked up the unanimous decision. And then we had some welterweight action with Gunnar Nelson facing Brian Barberina. Nelson took side control in the second round and landed some nasty elbows to his downed opponent. He then beautifully transitioned into an armbar for the submission victory. The co-main saw a lightweight bout between Justin Gaethje and Raphael Fiziev. This one was a total war, and it felt like the action never stopped. In fact, by the end of it, Fiziev had the scars of war written all over his face. It got really bloody. Gaethje had some nice striking combos and leg kicks, but to his credit, despite all the punishment Fiziev took, he just kept pushing forward. In the end, it was Gaethje picking up the majority decision, and I think rightfully so. The main event was for the undisputed welterweight title with Kamaru Usman challenging Leon Edwards in an attempt to win his belt back. Usman controlled the center of the octagon early until Edwards scored with a kick which backed Usman up a little bit. Usman did get some takedowns but Edwards was called to task by referee Herb Dean for trying some dirty tactics including an unintentional low blow, grabbing hold of Usman's glove, and also blatantly grabbing the fence to avoid the second takedown, which cost him a point. Despite all of that, he still ended up winning the majority decision. I understand the champion's advantage, but I think the wrong guy won, especially after the point deduction. That said, I don't think a third fight between these two is out of the question. Nothing was really settled here. And now with UFC 286 and the rearview mirror, we can all look forward to the wrestling festivities of the next two weeks. Impact has their sacrifice card next Friday, but they also join forces with New Japan to promote the upcoming Multiverse United show the following weekend. Speaking of joining forces, AEW has announced its next set of dates here in Canada. They just had a couple of big shows in Winnipeg this past week, but they're planning to go on tour later this year, culminating in the big Forbidden Door event at Toronto's own Scotiabank Arena. That is going to be something. Perhaps we'll finally get the Danielson vs. Sabre match we were promised last year. There were a few debuts and returns on AEW TV this week. Stu Grayson has sorted out his visa issues it looks like, and will be an AEW regular henceforth. I have to admit that one of the areas AEW does very well with is tag team wrestling, and the former Super Smash Brothers being reunited in AEW can't be a bad thing. The Dark Order needed something to get them to that next level, and this might be interesting to see where they go from here. 
We also got a tease at the end of Dynamite of Hangman Page reuniting with his former friends in the Elite, who sort of had his back during the confrontation with the Blackpool Combat Club, who are now heels apparently. And then we had the hot opening segment with what people are calling the four pillars of AEW. Jungle Boy Jack Perry, Sammy Guevara, Darby Allin, and MJF. Personally, I'm not a fan of that term and I find it kind of insulting to everyone else in the company, but the segment was tremendous. I know there were a few critics out there who were comparing it to an opening segment of Raw. That may be true, but the difference is that AEW doesn't often start their shows this way, so it was kind of fresh in that regard. We also had a few debuts that I spoke of. Most notably, Taya Valkyrie, who just wrapped up her latest run in Impact Wrestling after dropping the knockout tag titles with her partner Rosemary to Taylor Wilde and Kylan King. She was quick to answer the challenge of Jade Cargill this week, but not quick enough apparently as another Canadian indie darling, Nicole Matthews, beat her to it. Unfortunately for Matthews, Jade made quick work of her and had a momentary confrontation with Taya afterwards. I kind of like that they didn't get physical because they've clearly already positioned Taya as somewhat of a threat, which is good news as she appears to be sticking around as well. I'm not so sure the Bollywood boys will be sticking around. They had a decent match on Rampage against Matt Maynard and Angelo Parker, who remind me kind of a combination of the T-Birds from Greece and Bulk and Skull from Power Rangers. I think it was certainly better use of the Bollywood boys than anything WWE did with the duo. But you gotta give WWE credit. With the sale of the company still pending, they continue putting forth a decent effort to make people care about WrestleMania. And I like that they are really taking their time to build to certain matches without just announcing them. I am a little confused by the men's and women's four-way matches at Mania. Those kind of seem random, and an obvious attempt to get everyone on the card. But you have the thing with Dominic and Ray, you have the Usos against KO and Sammy, and just announced this week was the triple threat for the IC title, but they didn't just book these matches out of nowhere. There was a gradual development there, and two of them haven't even been announced officially. So I'm very curious to see how they eventually get to the match between Ray and Dominic. I'm hoping Conan will somehow be involved. After all, they did get him for Ray's Hall of Fame induction, but it'll likely be something where Dominic starts threatening his mother or sister and Ray just comes to their rescue. And with the tag title match, it's been building for several months and WrestleMania looks to be the payoff, so good on them for having that kind of patience. Even Rhea vs Charlotte, which I wasn't really looking forward to, has kind of won me over this week. Their matches are always fantastic, but the booking has kind of left a sour taste in my mouth. Though they had a pretty decent brawl this week. I just didn't care for Charlotte's promo. She really seems more like the heel going into this match, and I don't think fans want to cheer for her, same way they never wanted to cheer for her dad. Those flares are just natural heels. The one match that hasn't really interested me thus far is the main one between Cody and Roman. Again, it should be a good match, but doesn't really feel like the main event thus far, so they have two more weeks to sell me on it. Of course, it doesn't help that Roman hasn't been on TV every week. I said earlier the one match that doesn't interest me, but I have to take that back, although I will say that Brock vs. Omos is likely to be my bathroom break. Bray Wyatt's match would be as well, but it looks like his WrestleMania dreams might have already been dashed. I hope all is well with him personally, but I won't lose any sleep over no Wyatt match at Mania. It sucks to be Bobby Lashley though. I wouldn't be opposed to them doing the same thing they did with Seth last year and just giving Lashley a mystery opponent. I hear Brian Cage's name repeated a lot at the rumor mill these days. 
It does feel like WrestleMania season, though, so good on WWE for that and making us care. They still have two weeks left to build, and almost every match on the card thus far feels important. I actually think the Logan Paul vs. Seth Rollins match could be sleeper for match of the whole weekend. Logan had a really good match with Roman Reigns last November, and I think Rollins is twice as good as Reigns in the ring. I will be going more in-depth about WrestleMania thoughts and predictions next weekend, and also be talking a little bit more about some of the other events taking place. Until then, I leave you with an A-B-C-ya!